Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Agency Growth Mastermind Podcast. I'm with Kate Hill from Rock City Digital. How's it going, Kate? It's going great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Doing very well. Appreciate it. And we're talking about how to get better employee engagement, even in remote environments or hybrid environments. And Kate has opinions on this. She's been doing um, remote for a while. Have you guys been doing this since before the pandemic? Yes, we've been doing it the past five years now. That's crazy. So you have some context. You almost had a leg up a little bit on the competition in this situation. Yes, I would say we were very fortunate in this position to be able to roll seamlessly through it. Um, and we definitely took the time to try to help others understand because it's not something that just comes naturally and it's not easy. But once you figure it out, it can be a really beautiful process. Mm. I like it. And you know, this is for agencies, right? This is for marketing agencies that are growing. We're talking to people going from 1 million to 10 million. There's a lot of, it's, it's hard because a lot of people like, I think feel competitive. And I've been focusing a little bit more on niched agencies. You guys talk to like, your biggest thing is millennial marketing. Is that correct? Right. We do a lot of marketing to millennials. We know how to reach the millennial market. Um, so that's kind of where we focus and we're a team of millennials too. So we kind of get it. I like it. And this has been a big topic, like, especially like employer branding, employer marketing, because can you play in this new environment where more people are saying, I need this, I need to be able to work remote. And I have opinions. I have too many opinions. We bought a very uh, expensive office right before COVID. So I kind of, I'm kind of at a diff disadvantage um that that being said that's like my perspective so like it's okay if we disagree during this chat and I, I appreciate you guys um that are listening understand like basically I don't think we have to agree on everything I think it's fun to have different opinions and content um so absolutely first of all, we've had attrition and yes some of that attrition is from people going saying I want remote also they people are paying 20 more 20 more thousand dollars than us so uh, <laughs> Um, but also like bigger corporate companies a little bit like zooming in and grabbing, you know, like doing the, the pickoff situation. There's, you know, I understand there's almost like some, I think we smell in the air, the inflation that's coming. Yeah, for uh, sure. I think people want a little bit more money. It's just natural mm -hmm. to happen during this time. So what attitude can an agency have towards employee attrition? Am I so, am, should I be flogging myself? I lost some people. <laughs> you know, it, it's really hard employee attrition. I remember when I first started my agency and we had a bit of turnover. Uh, at first, I started really placing the blame on the employees. And I was like, oh, you know, they just weren't a right fit because of X, Y, and Z. But when I really started looking at it, um, the longer that we had this going, I noticed a couple of things that happened. First off, my interview process wasn't what it needed to be to find the right people. And so I spent a lot of time really nailing that down to set the expectations and standards before they even come on board. So that way, when I'm hiring somebody, they know exactly what they sign up for and exactly what's expected. What do you but, do? Can you get as specific? Like we're just talking to agencies now. So can you get really specific on that process and what, what you added that really helped? Yes. Okay. So I love my interview process. Interviewing is probably like my favorite thing to do at my agency, but I do interviews a lot differently than any other agency that I've heard of. 
Um, so I have no formal background in the workforce. I started my agency when I was 21. So I made up everything from scratch. I had no preconceived notions. And I have a three-step process. But one thing automatically that I do that's different is I interview every single person who puts in an application. Now, I don't interview them for a long time. It's 15-minute meetings. It's all automated. So there's no work for me except for that 15 minutes. But basically what I do is I say, hey, who are you? What do you do? What's your personality like? This is all over Zoom. And then I give them the rundown of the job. I tell them, this is what the job is. This is what you'll be doing. This is what's expected. This is the pay and this is the benefit. If you were selected, are you interested in moving on? And so at that point, they've already made a decision. Are the benefits good enough? Is the pay good enough? Do I like where this conversation is headed? To make that decision to move on or not. So the second stage, I only have serious applicants. I've never offered a job to somebody and then not take it. So the second interview is where the beauty is of it. Um, it is all personality. I focus solely on personality. So after the first interview, if they make it to the second, they get an Enneagram test that they take. And they also get this um, picture with words on it. And they have to select four words that best describe them. And so if I have applicants that select four words that align with our core values, they're most likely going to align with our company a bit more. And then when I know what Enneagram number they are, I have select questions that I go through to figure out what their passions are in life. What really drives them? Is it money? Is it time freedom? What's something that's important? And I find people that align with everything that we align with. Now, granted, we have all different kinds of people on the team. Our team is actually really diverse, um, but they all have similar interests and passions in life, which makes it easy for all of us to work together because they all agree to our core values and they agree to live by those. And so the third interview, that's the final step. That's when I bring a senior uh, leader on my team and they assess the actual skills for that role. So we don't even get to that part until the end because I want to make sure that they're going to do well in our culture and can keep up with a remote environment before they're on board. That's great. Um, just to kind of segue into a question related to that, do you have to hire, you said for the remote environment, knowing that remote is becoming bigger and more people are kind of trying to offer it, even if they didn't before, do you need to hire differently? Is there like, do you think of people as like qualified to work remotely? Like somebody in a previous, like a conversation recently they call it just a remote qualified applicant like so they allow some people to work remotely and some people to not and they're essentially like saying certain people are do you have like a difference that like when you know that person could handle it or when you think they couldn't you know the more you dig into their personalities and what they're actually interested in the more you kind of learn about how they work I ask them specific questions like how do you prefer to be managed? Do you prefer more hands-on management or do you prefer to kind of do things your own and figure it out yourself? I'll ask questions like, if you have a problem and you need to learn how to do something, what do you do? Where do you go? And I basically try to figure out their mm. thought process yeah. and where their mind goes. So that's another beauty part of this interview is you are learning about them as people and what they prefer and what their natural instinct is which helps you find those people who can do well remotely because some people can't. And you also have to be upfront with that. If they've never worked remotely before, you have to tell them it's not easy. It is something that takes getting used to 
as long as you meet these requirements that I set before you, I don't care how you do it. And if you're struggling, please come to me because we can find solutions. So yes, you do have to hire differently because not everyone can do this work remotely. Um, but once you figure out what are those things that tick the boxes for good remote employees, then you're, you can really take off in that area. Awesome. I love it. So how do you keep employees engaged in this, in this environment? I, I feel like I know the easy stuff for non-remote. And so I'll be honest, half the stuff we did, we have a cheese club, you know, like oh, fun. we all have the things we did like, or like actually 80% of the things we were doing for employee engagement were gone remote. Yeah. So like, what are you doing to like, kind of like, what kind of activities can you do? And I realized this was a topic that was kind of hammered on a lot. They're like, just like what to do with your team, all these different things. But people got sick of like the Friday happy hour a little bit. Like what, what else, what's deeper that, that people can do to actually like get the teamwork going? So I have a lot of different methods for making this happen. I do want to preface that we do get together as a team at least one time a month in person. Oh, and so cool. that's our big team meeting where we go over how the business is doing, new clients we brought on board. Um, we also do some marketing things during that time to make it really fun. Um, but there are several ways you can keep your team engaged remotely. Number one is Slack. I don't know if you guys use that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love Slack. There are little things like the virtual water cooler where you can have questions that come out and it's just like fun little questions about life and they get to interact that way and learn about each other. Is that like an add-on to Slack, the virtual water cooler? Yeah, I think it's called Donut. Donut. It's okay. a really, really cool thing. I would highly recommend because it gives questions from a robot, right? Instead of a person. I just Googled um, Donut. I just want to note that I just Googled the word Donut. What showed up? Was it just a box it's of donuts? Just, it's a Google map with a bunch of donuts. Of course it is. I love how I just like- That makes sense, right? Find it by just Googling donuts. I'm guessing it's like donut Slack add-on or something. Yeah, something like that. But it's a great add-on just for like day-to-day -day kind of like engagement outside of work because you do lose that, right? Mm -hmm. With a remote workforce. Oh, I want uh, to show one tip, one, one yeah. just because like it was so, so, so good. Um, we get a- an email from office vibe, something called office vibe. I don't know if you've checked that out. You will love this. It's basically like little survey. It's like a survey monkey almost like, but it's for employee stuff. And it just like randomly sends them out. And then it gives you like scores and different things. Somebody on a previous one of this uh, kind of podcast shared that with me and it was so good office vibe. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look that up. I love surveys. I'm get a donut. Uh, this is the mastermind. This is what makes it awesome. Like, I'm definitely excited to check out that Slack add-on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but one thing I've also found a really big part of keeping people remote is involving them in that process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could have meetings, you could have virtual meetings all day, but if I'm the one that's leading all of that, meet, all of those meetings, were they really that invested, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so we have a weekly structure that has worked very, very well. Monday mornings, we have a goals meeting. It's only 30 minutes, but our entire team is on there. And we talk about goals for the week. But something we do before every meeting is we have some form of icebreaker. So for Monday, because we're starting out the week, it's always a gratitude practice, which sounds kind of weird and different, um, but it's created such a positive culture of people just wanting to like brag on their teammates or say, hey, I'm really excited about this coming up or I experienced this over the weekend and I wanted to share it with you guys, you know? 
Um, so yeah, really gonna, adds to that. I'm gonna add something there too. Uh, we have a pat on the back Slack channel too. That's just like, oh, and so pat on the back Slack channel. And then there's an app called Evergreen that like allows you to, it, you give seeds. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of weird now that everyone's like talking, they're like, give them three seeds or one seed, but they plant trees for, oh, for like- Oh, wow, what? That's so cool. So like you give encouragement and then they plant seeds. Uh, it's called Evergreen? Evergreen. And then just like a, a channel for like pat on the back is what we- Is that a Slack at Evergreen? Yes. Okay. I'm, my team would love that. I'm definitely going to yeah, look that up. Cool. And then, but it is kind of funny. You end up being like weird about the seeds. <laughs> Like there's no like a hot commodity. It doesn't count, you know. <laughs> uh, um, but one way to involve them more in that process is every Friday we have a weekly wins meeting. And it's mm -hmm. hour long, uh, basically going over the wins. But what's different is it rotates who leads that on the team and they come up with an icebreaker. We've right. had people do trivia. We've had people do scavenger hunts. Like people get really mm -hmm. invested because their teammates are the ones putting it on and they eventually have to put it on too. Nice. I like it. I love so that. That's like a fun way, you know, remotely. Cause it is hard if you're not in the office, you have to find ways to get people invested to doing it. That's great. And it's funny, like it, this is such big business employee engagement, like for corporations, that's a big deal. Like, and like a disengaged employee is a money suck. Like, Absolutely. And it's obvious kind of when you're in person sometimes, I think like, it's like, oh, that person like slumpy and like doesn't talk and like, is kind of like even condescending when there's like part of a team meeting. And then sometimes like a little bit, it's a little less obvious when you're remote or something. I noticed sure. it's a little harder and, and, and you, you could like, what's, I guess a good kind of question for this is like, what's the difference between just a chill? Like I'm a intense person. I'm an eight on the Enneagram, right? Um, what's the difference between, I, I'm trying to think of a chill Enneagram number, but that. A nine. Sure, <laughs> a nine or a three or whatever. I, I don't know if they are one, but then a, just an, a disengaged employee. Like, how do you, how do you know? Like, cause sometimes it's like somebody that's very chill, but you, they, they get all their stuff done. They're super vigorous and they have a positive attitude when you're talking to them versus like somebody that just doesn't like in that, that case they just don't dramatize their wins as much do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. that's a thing and then on the other side there's literally disengaged employees and they're not dramatizing their wins because there's no wins to dramatize and they're they're actually mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah that can be hard um you can, the more you learn about the Enneagram though you can find out when people are operating at their best and at their worst and you can kind of see how they respond to certain situations based on that. That's why I made my interview process around that because I learned how that worked a bit better and it, it can become pretty apparent. Are they withdrawing? Are they not interacting much in the team meetings? Are they being very vague about their goals and not setting true goals, right? Mm -hmm. Are they not really responding um, to anything on Slack? That can be a telltale sign if before they were. Has their behavior changed from what it once was before or is that just how they act naturally? Being able to truly see in depth and asking questions like, how can I help you today? Or what's something you're struggling with? We do goals meetings every single month. I have it with my leadership team. My leaders uh, have it with their team. And we basically ask, 
how has the last month been? And there's no hiding from that, right? It's an hour long that you spend with me. Um, and I'm really asking deep questions to see how you're responding and if your engagement level is going up or down. So it is something you have to be active about and it's something you have to pay attention to. But if you train your people and leaders to do that too, they can end up doing that job for you. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so we talked about engagement a little bit. You know, I think part of having employees engaged to me sometimes is like involving them in the marketing of the company because that's super fun. I love marketing. So fun. Um, how does a mark? How does marketing enable you to hire better employees? And are you involving your team in that marketing? So I actually let my team do all of the marketing. I don't touch anything. Wow. Okay. Um, Yes. And granted, the people that are leading my marketing have been with me for out of the five years we've been in business. Yeah. Uh, but I do give a lot of autonomy to each person in their role. Marketing, our company has been massive. We literally post one time on Facebook that we're hiring and I have 30 plus applicants that apply. Mm -hmm. And these right. are qualified too. Yeah. Um, but the way we do it and the way we make it fun is we do a lot of social media marketing and we make it more personality. We don't really post about our products that often. It really is get to know the team, get to know how awesome they are, get to know how fun they are. Um, and you'll want to do business with us and you'll want to work with us too. Yeah. I love that. And I think, uh, I think it's really actually says a lot about the, like, not, you, you're not doing it yourself and your guys' marketing looks good. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, what kinds of marketing do you feel like have been so like 30 is a lot, like take 30 to 50 applicants, like getting those. And I've noticed too on our LinkedIn, like, like we promote them, but like it's, it says like 15 people applied because of your ad and like 60 people applied because of us sharing it a lot. Right. So like, don't forget to share, but like, how, how are you getting that many? Like on Facebook, like how, what is it? What do you think they're responding to? I think they're responding to our team. I even got an email last night of another girl who she was like, I would love to work for you guys. And I get those multiple times a month of people saying, I want to work for Rock City Digital. Yeah. I've been watching your company forever. Um, and that's where I want to be because we show who we are. I, again, it is so important. The interview process is where it all starts. And that's why it's my favorite part because if you get the right people in the right seats, you can really create something so beautiful that people are like, knocking down your doors to try to get to work there. And they're just like jumping at the bit and we'll do very good work because they're happy to be a part of that team. And so our team shares it too, right? And we make very creative hiring posts. We're about to film one on uh, this Friday, actually, as a team, we're filming one. Yeah. Uh, and so we make very creative hiring posts that get you to stop, but also again, show our personality and what we're about. So are you, sorry, I might've missed this, but are you doing it on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Indeed? Or like, are you, what places do you post there? Do you just post at one place or? We post the original post on Facebook. We'll sometimes link that over to Instagram and then I'll post it on my personal LinkedIn now. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of new for LinkedIn. It's yeah. primarily just Facebook. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, as far as like, you know, other agency owners, first of all, talk to Rock City if you, you've got a client that's um, really looking for somebody that's digital or sorry, millennial focused, look for, um, 
look for them, check out their, their content about millennials, check out their, their marketing. They're doing a great job. Also, would you give any, like, what, what do you think are things that really people are like brands are looking for related to millennials right now? What do you think the biggest thing that you guys, what are you guys doing that's really focused on millennials and how do you kind of position yourself differently? Like a little bit of the niche conversation too, like why'd you choose that, et cetera. You know, it's so hard to capture millennials attention because we're so used to ads and we hate them, right? We hate anything that's curated, looks fake. It's like, why are we even supporting this business? This has nothing to do with anything, right? And we learned very early on, and this is an old business motto, just no one goes by it, is people do business with people. So Mm -hmm. why don't we focus on people marketing? And so you can see it through our own social media channels, how we market people, we market our team, um, and people do business with us because of our team. Um, We do the same thing for clients, because what we're doing is we're building trust with people online by telling stories of the people that work within the business or making them appear funny or likable, just whatever it might be. We're not using stock photos. We're not really using photos of like their business. We're using photos of people. Yeah, totally. I love it. And as far as like just the idea of niching and going into it, what made you like really decide to do that and how has that paid off for you just as people other people listen to this I kind of like promote this as almost like a niche focus like just different niches there's been a ton of different niches on this so far and I'm going to keep on kind of taking that angle with like people that have a niche so what really made that apparent that it was smart for you and has it paid off Yeah, you know, it was when people started saying they were coming to us because we were millennials and we just got it, right? Like we understand marketing because we grew up with digital, uh, with cell phones or with computers. Uh, So we were going back and forth a while and we're still kind of in that, like, how far are we going to take this, right? Like, are we not going to take on other clients outside of that? Uh, But we're realizing that millennials are becoming one of the biggest buying markets as well. And so when when we realized, all right, we're already a millennial team, people are having struggles, not only hiring and keeping millennial talent, but also reaching the millennial market, we decided, well, we know how to do that. And that's another area that some agencies lack is how to build that authentic connection and brand loyalty. Uh, And so when we realized that we had already solved that piece of the puzzle, we knew that that could be a direction we could go in. I love it. And do you think it was smart? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Again, some people come to us just because we're cool. Like they don't care about the millennial piece. Right. Um, But other people like bigger businesses are coming to us now because we're able to execute on that. What what's like something that like, I mean, just like, let's chat. Like what is the soul searching part of it? Do you feel, cause like, I will say for us contractors, like we've, saying no to other people, I can already tell it's going to be powerful. Like we're not taking anyone that's not a contractor. Um, why not? Like what, what, and tell me the truth. Like why will you, why won't you just like start saying no to people that aren't focused on millennials? So we'll say no to people who we don't believe are going to be good fits. We say no quite often, or we'll okay. send them other ways. Yeah. yeah. It's not like we definitely do not take on every client at all. 
Um, but we also know how to reach older generations too. You see a massive shift happening right now from Facebook to Instagram, LinkedIn's even growing, TikTok's coming up. And so we try to be a little bit fluid, obviously in our marketing because you have to be. Um, and so there are some older businesses that millennial market just doesn't make sense. For example, estate planning, right? Like that's probably most likely going to be a bit of an older market, Good depending enough. on, you depending on who you're talking about. When you and I come up, we'll have an estate. That's why I like, yeah, we have a wealth uh, management company too, like still. And, and I think it was the same thing where you're like, I wish I was in this market. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we can be there. <laughs> yeah. Soon enough. Um, so anyways, I really appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate you spending the time. Um, is there anything else you want to, like we're talking to agencies, is there anything else that you want to give as far as thoughts or advice or anything you want to leave with them as a call to action? My biggest piece of advice for hiring remotely is just fix your interview process. Mm -hmm. There are ways that you can strategically think we're all strategic. We're agency owners, right? Things change so quickly and you have so many decisions to make. Put some of that strategic energy towards your interview process and make sure that you set those expectations up front and hold people accountable to those. If you're able to do that and coach people along the way, again, you can create something so beautiful because talent is leaving because they don't have remote options, right? That's very apparent. I think Microsoft even came out with a study that said 43% of employees will switch jobs within the next couple of years due to not having options. And so it is imperative as agency owners and as competitive as our landscape is mm -hmm. to be able to have options and to figure that piece out. It's not always easy. At first, I was very, very scared of it. But now that I have the right team, it's, it's not bad. So if anyone has any questions, I love talking about interview process and employee management. Always happy to chat if people want to reach out. Awesome. And the .com? RockCityDigital.com. Awesome. And it's uh, the podcast put on my hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. And yeah, I really appreciate you spending the time today. And I guess, you know, maybe we'll collaborate on a piece of content again in the future. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on, Tim. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>